I'm going to release the Kraken. <laughs> One of the most epic statements oh, ever boy. made. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Twelve minutes after five on this Wednesday morning. I'm intrigued by a decision that our esteemed teammate and uh, folks listening to the show, you know Greg Pancake Hill is producer of Wisconsin's Morning News, and they're expecting a little pancake. Yay! Flapjack. Yes. So Greg and his... uh, Lovely wife, Steph, have decided to find out the gender of their child, which they did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which And people debate, you know, do you want to find out? Do you want to think most people find out now so they can prepare? But many still want to go to the truth. No, we're old school. We, to each their own, right? right? We want to be surprised. Yeah. And without regard for that debate, so Pancake and Steph decided, yes, we would like to know. So they know. And this information is not being shared. Embargoed. <laughs> Heavily <laughs> classified. <laughs> So what? and this really irks Vince. That's yeah. what makes no, it so funny to me. It doesn't irk me. I'm intrigued by it. Like I'm not offended. I don't feel like I have a right to know. I'm not, you know, like I'm not up at night wondering, boy or girl. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm intrigued by why you want to know, but you don't want to share. Yeah, because I want you all to be surprised too when I decide when we decide to finally okay let out the decision. But how am I supposed to shop for baby clothes for the what I'm sure is an impending oh, shower that's we'll, being planned? We'll give you plenty of time. Oh, I mean, so you, it's not going to be held for months. Like I don't think you will know before the birth of the child. Okay. See, the the question I had was why tell us that you were finding out yesterday? Why not just tell us? The, oh, I don't know. The gender? I was excited. I wanted to share. <laughs> He's back there building the intrigue. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Of course. He knows storytelling, man. Well, that's exciting. So if, if by looking at you. Yeah, did I you're, give it away? You're wearing a blue brewer oh, shirt. Okay. So I don't know. Huh? You think that's something? No, I don't, might I don't think something. he's telegraphing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't choose Look at his that. face, though. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm that methodical. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the top of the pile no this morning. 514 on Wisconsin's Morning News. When we know, we, we will share with our Wisconsin's Morning News family. Because I know you are concerned, as are we. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After going into extra innings on Tuesday night, the Milwaukee Brewers have guaranteed themselves a winning road trip with some clutch help from Say Hey Willie Adamas. Gilbert bringing home the pitch, and this is hit high and deep to right field. Back on it is Hernandez at the track. Tie ball game. Adamas with his fourth of the season, and it's for all here in Seattle. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ. As that Adamas homer would tie the game in the sixth inning, as you just heard, and the Brewers would go into extra innings with a Willie Adamas fielder's choice RBI, and they would beat the Mariners by a final score of 6-5. They would get five innings of work out of Colin Ray, who got the start. He surrendered four earned runs, but the story of the game was the bullpen who came in at tough moments, giving the Brewers a chance and eventually the win. You know, they, they've been great, and if they could be better tonight, if there's a better word for that tonight, they were. Just a heck of a job. Um, a whole bunch of guys delivering big outs and tough innings and putting up zeros. Um, and they've been wonderful, and they were again tonight. Manager Craig Council with some high praise for his bullpen, including Bryce Wilson, who ended up getting the win. He pitched two innings, allowing no earned runs. So to recap, 
The Brewers winning in extras for the 13th win is the good news, the bad. However, this is an ongoing theme with the Brewers and injuries. Garrett Mitchell had to leave the game in the 10th inning after making a throw to home plate. It prior to the inning was sliding into third base and holding on to his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, it's a right shoulder issue, so we'll... You know, it, it's a situation he'll he'll fly back with us tomorrow, and then we'll have to get him checked out by the doctor. Yeah, I think he it felt some, like the the sublexing on the throw. The thirteen and five Brew Crew will go for the sweep later today with Eric Lauer slated to get the start. That first pitch is all set for three ten. Over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks will look to rebound tonight in Game Two, and will unfortunately likely have to do it without their two time. MVP in Giannis Adenakumpo, who, who has been listed as doubtful on Tuesday's injury report. Despite who is or who is not playing, though, it is probably safe to assume the Bucks are eager to get back out on the court following an ugly Game 1 performance. It was great when, when you come in um, the day after that game and you, and you see the, the fire in the guy's eyes who wishing we only had one day off instead of two. Uh, but obviously... Uh, they're just the competitive juices of all of us trying to get rid of the game one feeling, um, taste, the bad taste, the bad feeling that we had leaving the arena. So uh, we were eager to, to set the game plan for game two and move forward. Jay Crowder there addressing the media following practice on Tuesday afternoon. The Bucks will look to even this opening round series tonight. Tip-off is set for 8 p.m. over at Pfizer Forum. Coming up, is all art once created immortal? Siding Unlimited, WTMG News Time 519. Let's play a game. Tell me, in the Wisconsin Center, it's the downtown convention center in Milwaukee, tell me where the nation's, quote, largest public installation of literary works exists. Where that is, what it shows, what it says. So there's an exhibit in the convention center? Yes, this is public art, and it is in the Wisconsin Center. Ooh, I'm trying to think of the artwork I, I know got there. nothing, man. The only thing I remember is that is the is the uh, security, security guard. guard. Yeah. <laughs> it freaks me out every single time I go. Convention center's been there what thirty years? Yeah, almost twenty five. And that guy freaks you out every time when you walk in the door. Every single time, without so, a, without a yeah. This was an art project commissioned by the Wisconsin Center District when they built the place in the late nineties. Now, according to Woodland Pattern Book Center. This massive project was the brainchild of artist Jill Sebastian and Woodland Pattern, who merged the words of 48 Wisconsin writers with sweeping architectural composition, lining the convention center's walls with poetry and prose, and inviting a conversation between millions of visitors and a range of talented voices spanning 400 years. The art is called Portals and Writings, Celebrating Wisconsin Authors. So this is stuff... and. If you look at pictures, you'll be like, okay, yeah, I guess I've seen that. I don't know that you've ever stopped to really look at it or consider it because it frankly doesn't stand out much. It's in many cases just words affixed to like the wall. Like a quotation? Yes. So it's words from this collection of authors, passages from poetry or their various writings, and they're just affixed to the walls. So it's not painted. It's actual like the the letters are 3D as they... Adorn the wall. And that is the public art that's part of this. Why are we talking about it? It's raised a huge controversy because the Wisconsin Center is getting a major addition and expansion. We know that's happening to the north of the current facility. Yep. But what they're going to do is also then renovate the existing space, which will be south of the extension, so it kind of blends together. It's not going to be like old building, new building, right? So they're renovating that, and Portals and Writings Celebrating Wisconsin Authors is out. They're going to take it down. 
They're going to uninstall the installation, if you will, of the public art. And some people are losing their minds over it. They are very upset. Well, what do you do with it otherwise? You'd have to keep it? So that's, What are your options? That's the debate. And one of the reasons that it's being torn out is because they're reworking this whole thing. So if you tear down a wall, and this is part of the wall, like, so what are you to do? Walls. <laughs> so the idea of taking them down, updating all that, so now you have artwork that is supposed to stay. Yes. And the debate is over whether, since it was public art, is this the worst thing in the world? Some of the artists have uh, indigenous backgrounds and other minority voices. And so the specter of racism has been raised, which I don't see here. Marty Brooks is the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Center District. I have no idea of his politics or anything like that. I think this is purely a cosmetic thing. We're doing this renovation. We don't know what to do with this. In some cases where possible, they've made attempts to contact the artists and say, we'll give this back to you if you have heirs that you would like to have it. I don't well, know if you, cut you, the wall off. What are you giving back? Just the letters from the wall? You're going to pluck them off with a crowbar and send them over in a box? <laughs> Here you go. No. This debate is continuing. We're going to take it again at 7.20 this morning in our 8 o'clock hour. Without regard for the worthy contributions of the authors and their language and the tribute long paid to them for a quarter century, we're getting a new convention center. It doesn't fit. Thank you. We'll gladly return it. We'll even pay to document it, but sometimes it's time to move on. At 541 Milwaukee Common Council, busy, busy, busy. It's monthly meeting. So I want to update you on a number of stories that we touched on Tuesday. 15 members present. I've been waiting a long time to say that. First, the council did swear in three new members following the spring election. So it's been a while. For first time in months, years, not longer, right? The council is now at full strength, 15 members. Over the objections of this east side resident. You have the north-south street prospect where the sky people live. The council did unanimously approve a new hotel project for the corner of Prospect and Brady. Sky people guy had testified at a committee hearing last week in opposition of the project. Sky people live on Prospect. In yeah. the in the tall high rises. Right. They're, they're the sky people, but they're not... Part of the fabric of the neighborhood was his testimony, which I have said I disagreed with, but I fully respect because he got on a bus and went down there and told these guys what for. Mm-hmm. And they didn't listen to him. <laughs> Passed unanimously. <laughs> Not a one. Yes. Uh, mayor still has to sign off, but he is expected to do that. Construction could begin on the hotel later this year. Also passing unanimously. The resolution urging Ascension St. Francis Hospital to reconsider the closure of its labor and delivery unit. So you did hear that correctly, a resolution which carries no actual weight, urging Ascension, Wisconsin, to reopen its labor and delivery unit at St. Francis Hospital on the south side. Been a topic of some controversy. Let me see if I have the, I'm going to read you the actual file I have here in front of me. All right, here's the wording. Milwaukee Common Council understands this is totally non-binding and will likely have no effect whatsoever on the actual health outcomes of anyone (laughs) in the Ascension system. However, we most strenuously encourage Ascension, Wisconsin, to ignore its economic reality and continue delivering services to a dwindling number of patients at one particular location and fail to make market adjustments so that it ultimately can collapse under its own weight and close hospitals entirely. It works for this body. We've done it for years. I don't think that's so what it sure? says. Are you sure? That's what I had in front of me. Did you print out the wrong thing? I think you misread that. You're paraphrasing. <laughs> Look, I get big health care is a problem. If you've been to a hospital lately, you look right. at your bill, you have a quote-unquote nonprofit hospital system that was paying out its outgoing top executive in Wisconsin $2 million a year, and 
since it's a nonprofit, they also in many cases don't pay property taxes on some of that prime real estate. So there are a lot of problems with the system. Mm-hmm. Totally get it, empathetic to it. But the system Ascension is struggling, and instructing a business not to trim expenses without offering any real market solutions is ridiculous. And it's classic because that's how the Common Council does business. Don't trim, don't trim, don't trim. Just to over to use an overused phrase, kick the can down the road and just, like, hope. So that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. That's the recommendation here. A wrap on the April business meeting of the Milwaukee Common Council. Now back to full strength. Fifteen members present. I've been waiting a long time to say that. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It is only the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs in a what was a hopeful extended playoff run for the Bucks. But could this team, who is the number one seed, be looking at a must-win game already? It was great when when you come in um, the day after that game and you, and you see the, the fire in the guy's eyes who wishing we only had one day off instead of two. Uh, but obviously, uh, that's just the competitive juices of all of us trying to get rid of the game one feeling, um, taste, the bad taste, the bad feeling that we had leaving the arena. So uh, we were eager to, to set the game plan for game two and move forward. Bucks forward there, Jake Crowder addressing the media with some eagerness on Tuesday ahead of Game two, after dropping game one at home on Sunday, the number one seed Bucks will look to even it up tonight and will likely have to do it without their star, their two-time MVP in Giannis Adenokounmpo, who there was some optimism, but a couple hours later on Tuesday, he was been listed as doubtful with that back contusion. Tip-off between the Bucks and he is all set for a late tip tonight, 8 p.m., over at Pfizer Forum. We're going to stick here with the NBA as the league officially has suspended Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green for one game for stepping on the chest of the Canes DeMontis Sabonis in Game 2 on Monday night. So the Warriors will try to climb out of the 2-0 hole without Draymond Green. Over to the Diamond where the Milwaukee Brewers entered the night with a chance to secure a winning road trip and got off to a fast start Thanks to the former MVP in Christian Yelich. Brings home the 3-2 pitch, and Yelich, a high fly ball out to left. Racing back is Kelnick. Onto the warning track. He looks up. Bye-bye baseball. Yelich leads it off with a home run. His third of the season, and the Brewers on top one to nothing before you can blink. Yelich would give the crew the early lead there, but the game would kind of go back and forth all night. The Brewers had a lead. The Mariners came back, but at the end of the night, Willie Adamas would drive in the go-ahead run in the 11th inning, and the Brewers would go on to beat the Seattle Mariners by a final score of 6-5 to to secure their 13th win of the season and their 6th win of this 10-game road trip. Yeah, well, we did a really nice job against Gilbert the first three innings and, and made him work and made a good pitcher. You know, he, he was struggling a little bit with his command, struggling with his off-speed a little bit, and, and we, did it, we jumped on it immediately and did a nice job. And then he, he settled in his last three innings and was, you know, we, we, was very efficient. But, uh, you know, at the top of the order, those are the, those are the guys that uh, we count on, and, and they had big nights. The good news for the Brewers was their offense and obviously getting the win. The bad, though, however, rookie sensation Garrett Mitchell had to leave the game in the 10th inning after making a throw to home plate, trying to tag out a Mariners runner. Yeah, I mean, it's a right shoulder issue, so we'll... You know, it's, it's a situation. He'll he'll fly back with us tomorrow, and then we'll have to get him checked out by the doctor. Yeah, I think he it felt like the the subluxing on the throw. The Brew Crew will go for the sweep later today with Eric Lauer slated to get the start. 
That first pitch is set for 310. You can catch full coverage right here on WTMJ, your home for the Milwaukee Brewers, beginning at 235. Coming up, it would have been a salacious trial. Signing Unlimited, WTMJ News Time 549. We are denied this morning what could have been a fascinating trial. Oh, man, it would have been great. Salacious, salacious. Juicy. All these guys getting trotted up to the stand. This is everything I ever want. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This type of stuff. Some juicy testimony. So Dominion Voting System has reached a settlement with Fox News on its defamation lawsuit. They had sued for $1.6 billion. They're going to get nearly half that. About eight hundred million and avoid a trial. The seven hundred and eighty-seven million dollar settlement truly came at the eleventh hour. The jury had been seated, sworn opening statements were about to begin, and there was this strange, inexplicable delay for a couple of hours, and then boom, yes, a settlement had been reached. This is absolutely vindication. Vindication for Dominion after a very long two and a half years. We wanted two things today. We wanted accountability, and we wanted justice for our client, and we think we got both in spades. That is Davida Brooks. She, of course, is representing Dominion. But what we don't get are the hosts on the stand. Yes. The historic settlement keeps well-known Fox hosts like Laura Ingram from having to testify about what they said on air. Disturbing irregularities have been found. Off the air, Ingram said Trump's attorney, Sidney Powell, who was pressing the false claims, is a bit nuts. Sorry, but she is. Fellow host Tucker Carlson said this. You've heard a lot over the past few days about the security of our electronic voting machines. And this is a real issue. In a text message, Carlson called claims about Dominion shockingly reckless. So they would have asked about all that stuff. The fact, hey, well, you, you called it reckless in a text, but you said something else on air. So that would have all come out in testimony on television. Under oath. And we don't get it. But Brooks, the, uh, the lawyer's not concerned about we that. We got Fox News to acknowledge that the statements they had made about the 2020 presidential election when it comes to Dominion were not true, which is, of course, exactly what the judge said. But what about an apology? What about an uh, they our, don't get that, right? our bad? Uh, Katursky asked her about that. Does Fox News have to apologize to you? Fox News did apologize. We got them to be held accountable, and we got them to pay us a historic settlement amount. I believe it is the largest settlement in the history of any defamation suit by a factor of several. But they don't really have to go on TV and say anything to their viewers. Rupert Murdoch doesn't have to come out with a statement saying, "Here, yes, here's what we did, right. and we did you wrong, and yeah. we, whatever. They can just... And there's a reason for that. A couple of them. Obviously, you don't want to. You don't want to do it if you don't have to. Right. However, there are other lawsuits. Presumably, Fox doesn't want to come out and make a more explicit apology or re- on-air retraction, uh, and that could be in part because, um, first of all, of its concerns about its audience, but also it is also being sued by another uh, voting software company, Smartmatic, that is seeking even more money. Correct. <laughs> so they're not done yet. Right. Smartmatic is asking for like $2.5 billion in its lawsuit. And se- it's being glossed over because it wasn't the 1.6 and because of all of the other things that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But 780, or is that what it is? 780? $787.5 million. That's still a lot <laughs> yes. of money. Yes. That's a big check to write. Um, and in terms of not done yet, 
some of the other figures that were trotted out on Fox, right, they're still facing lawsuits from Dominion. So, yes, Dominion could still go after some of these others. And one of the things we haven't quite learned yet is whether or not Dominion will go specifically after some of these hosts, too. And that hasn't really come to light yet from the settlement. Does this protect them or not? Or could Dominion be like, nope, you, you, Laura, you, Tucker, come here. As, as individuals. Correct? Yes. And Dominion also still filing lawsuits in this whole case. Can I play it? I, play. <laughs> I should have started with this. Sorry, yes, please. Should have led with please. this. I'm going to release the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most epic statements oh, ever boy. made. That was Trump attorney Sidney Powell, who was a frequent guest in some of these and is at the center of a lot of the controversy. And when they were starting to, because as you saw from these private texts, like, hey, we're going to need you. They're, they're back and forth with the likes of Powell and Giuliani. Yeah. Hey, you got to start producing the goods here or we can't keep having you on. And that is her on Lou Dobbs. She's, I'm go, she, I have all this information. He's like, good. Well, when are we going to do? Well, I'm going to release the Kraken. He's like, well, good. And, then here, and here we are. By the way, there was uh, no Kraken. Giuliani, among the others who are still going to get swung at by Dominion. Dominion's not done.